What up, mother, fathers, sons, and daughters, and everybody in between? This week's episode of Adulting Like a Mother Father is brought to you by our friends at Kinder Beauty and Drew Coffee, uh, two brands that are very close to our hearts. Um, so when you get a chance, check them out, support them both. Um, but until then, as always, sit back, relax, or baby, keep it moving, and enjoy the show. Mother, father, version two. If you've been listening, you know how we do. Hi, I'm Andrew, the father. We got Ivory, the daughter, and Gio, our little man, and Daniela. I don't think an entrance is needed. You probably know the voice from all the time on Nickelodeon. Yeah. He's a dumb like a mother, father. If you got a son or daughter, it could be a lot of we know. Shame. Gotta be the mother, father. You could be the son or daughter. This is still the right show. Yeah. We'll meet you where you are in your life or your car. If you need or you're far, you got a cat or a dog. Good vibes or a problem in school. got a job. We just want to know who you are. So we can say thank you for listening to Adulting Like a Mother Father. Hope you guys enjoyed this. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Yay! Welcome back to Adulting Like a Mother Father. I'm Daniela Monet, the mother. And I'm Andrew, the father. And we're both Hit adults. And if you're an adult or just trying to be one, this is the show for you. Yeah. Ooh. It's so good. Um, okay. This is a fun episode because we have a lot of voicemails from you guys and a lot um, adulting wins and fails. So I think we should get right to that. But first... Um, you know, hit them with our wins and fails. Let's do it. Okay. So my, my fail is on Friday, I was having a moment where I just felt like the world was closing in on me and I was feeling super anxious. I woke up feeling anxious. Um, you know, it doesn't help sometimes when the house gets a little chaotic and it it literally looks chaotic. Like there was stuff all over the place. I just felt like I was, I couldn't get a grip, you know, I couldn't, catch up with any like work stuff. I didn't have any time to myself. I didn't have the freedom to clean things up around the house. Like the kids felt needy. Everything just felt like it was overwhelming. Isn't that how most days feel? No, my, my, well, yeah, there are a lot of moments like that. But what I was going to say is my win is how quickly things can, as, as quickly as it feels chaotic, it could also feel like we very much have a handle on things. And that's how I felt the last two days. Do you agree? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we definitely have the ability to, I was going to ask you like, why do you think that is like, what, what do we do or what happens that allows us to go from, or you from like feeling negative to everything's okay. It's a perspective thing for me. I know that a lot of it comes down to the way that I think and how I approach the day. And I think partially I wasn't getting a ton of sleep because Ivory was waking up a couple times a night this last like few days, um, or at least the few days leading up to that Friday. And so I think it just set me off on the wrong foot and I would wake up feeling like, okay, I didn't get enough sleep. I didn't do myself any favors cause I didn't go to bed early enough. And then I would just, you know, hit the ground running on a bad start. Do you know? Yeah, I know. I get it. Yeah, she's been a problem lately. Like between the hours of whenever she goes down, 7, 7.30 until the morning time, she's a problem right That's now. That's not true at all. It's not totally true, but it's it's partially true. Why? Because she's just waking up too much. 
I'm like, no, just go in your bed and, and close your eyes and keep them closed until <laughs> you, morning time. You act as if she's getting out of her bed. No, she's not getting out. She's just making us get out of our bed. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I You know that, like, okay, it's just like, how many days now is this? I don't remember the last night we had with, like, zero interruptions. Um, Have we had one night like that since I was born? Between the two kids? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, I'm sure we have. Yeah, of course okay. we have. Maybe yes. a handful. I don't remember the last one. Okay. So you that's know how this I'm triggers at. me, right? Yeah. But guess what? Don't care. No, it triggers me when you talk poorly about their sleep patterns because we work nobody's, really hard and I specifically nobody's talking poorly. really hard to make nope. sure that they maintain a healthy nope. schedule and get the proper amount of sleep time uh-uh. during the day and the proper amount of sleep time during the night and the proper amount of awake time. Like Still no. This is honestly has been a full-time job for the last two years. So when you make comments about them not getting the proper sleep time or having bad patterns throughout the night, I start to feel like, <laughs> and that is me like feeling like to I want to crawl out of my skin. Yeah. Okay. Well, what's wrong with me keeping it real? Like if no, they, it's if they fine. wake I up, am being what's wrong real. with that? I just think that you, because you're not super in touch I mean, I was, with I the was, sleep patterns. I was like, you know, laying into it a little extra bit because we're on a podcast. Like I probably wouldn't talk about that off or talk like that off the podcast. You know right. what I mean? Okay. But there's like a little, like when you start recording, like we're, we're very real, but there's a little switch that goes on where you just get a little more into it, you know, mm-hmm. but still she's been waking up too much. So that's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay. All right. Do you have a win and fail before I literally reach across the table and smack you with my microphone? No, but. Also, I'm going to go back to my question. What's what's the problem with me keeping it real? If like, no, I'm not. A, I'm the first person to admit that she had like, you know, some sleep regression recently. Do you think I really care? All she has to do is look at me and say, "Okay, whatever you want." You know? Okay. Like when she wakes up, mind you, like you go in there a lot more often than I do. <laughs> but when she wakes up and I have to go in, like I'm I'm cranky as all get out. But as soon as I go in the door and I see her, I'm just like. Whatever you need from me, I'm here. She's so cute and perfect. It's funny. I was thinking about this earlier today where I'm like, wow, the way that I parent Ivory is so different than the way that we parent, or at least I parented Gio. With Gio, I was trying so hard to follow all of these rules, you know, let them figure it out. Let them cry for X amount of minutes before you go in and, and go in there and do this technique where you basically pat them or do a shush sound, like all these weird things that I thought like was the only way. You know, and now with Ivory, I think because I've been there, done that. And first of all, I know how quickly this whole first year flies by. Um, I've just been so much more lenient, so much more like in tuned with, I don't know, the natural ability that you have as a mom to just address things. Sure. Yeah. Do you think that's just because, I mean, to me, it's like because of a couple of things. Like one, it's just a lot now when you have two versus one. So it's like you can't. It's almost like you don't even have the time and the energy to put into it like you did with Gio. Like with Gio, we cared about every little thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And with her, like there just has to be a little more leniency. But also like she's just pretty good, you know? Yeah. So if she has like little hiccups here or there, you're just like, all right, whatever. Whatever I got to do to take care of you, you know? Exactly. Yeah. No, I think it is a combination of both. Yep. Um. Okay. So did I? I didn't win or fail. No. Did I? My, um, okay. My fail is definitely, definitely I've been dealing with a sinus infection like the last several days and it's the worst. It's the absolute worst. Like, 
Um, you know, I have that deviated septum, which I have on the calendar this month in October to get fixed. So that's, that's a big win. Uh, that's, that's not my win, but it's a win. And, and just like my allergies are, I can't even like over the weekend, I didn't even want to look out the window. My allergies are so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. I went outside. What day was that? Saturday and played with Gio in his little cyber truck. And like, it was, it was a fucking tornado of like pine needles and <laughs> dust and shit. And I was like, this is not going to be good. And I came inside and I, I was like, I had already been dealing with it for what felt like a week or longer. And then it was like starting all over again that night after I came in, it was miserable. So anybody with allergies out there, I feel you guys, this is a painful time of year. Um, but we're moving on. My win is definitely feeling better, like getting out of it, mm-hmm. like feeling like, Oh, there's actual life again, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but outside of that, it's just, you know, you talked about perspective. I just feel like, I don't know. I, I, we've talked a lot over the last few days and I just feel like there's, there's like this, there's just a little bit of weight that's off right now. And it feels nice. It feels like we're communicating well. It feels like we're being more present with the kids and enjoying the kids and like trying to just enjoy the you know, that we have this time. We're so lucky and fortunate to be able to spend so much time with them. And so I, I think my win is just acknowledging that, like just trying to stop and smell the roses a little bit and remember what's important. And then, you know, when it comes to all the other stuff like work and trying to get ahead or whatever, you just, just refocus, you know, and simplify. And, and that's where I'm at. So there you go. Oh, I know I was I was trying to sum up like why my win was, you know, this feeling of how we can click into a new gear and things start to feel like we've got a grip on things. But I think it does have to do with like the foundation between you and I, you know, like the unit that we are and how we're dealing with things and how we're connecting and how we're just, I don't know, operating in this smaller home together. Yeah, I got to say like just a pat on our back i think we have a ways to go and i think it's 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 a forever journey but i think we're making some good progress in the way of just communicating better and like trying new things and like being compassionate towards one another and just respecting like what the other one brings to the table and it's been like it's been nice yeah i just hope we keep it going and just make it better and better I agree. I also want to add another quick win. We're recording and both kids have been napping at the same time in the afternoon. They go down at one and wake up around like two, two thirty, sometimes a little later. And it is a glorious situation because we don't have Mimi or Namie today um, because Andrew had a sinus infection and the kids started to feel like they were sick and I started to feel like I was sick. And so then we just said, don't worry, we've got a, we've got this. And somehow we have. And it's actually made me think more about what we can take on and, and how much support we maybe do need around us. You know, like maybe we reevaluate how much time Namie's around. You know, right now it's Monday through Thursday until three, but maybe we take on a little bit more of that and we just readjust our calendar so that we work X amount of hours a day and we're just really efficient with our time. Yep. I don't know. We'll, we'll get to that, but, um, let's take a quick break and come back with your guys's voicemails. Thank you so much for leaving them and being so honest. Um, we are going to hear several adulting wins and fails. We'll be right back. (laughs) 
More Adulting Like a Mother Father when we come back. Hello, everyone. It's me here to talk about my favorite company ever, Kinder Beauty. Kinder Beauty is so close to my heart. We've now been in business for just over two years. We're steadily growing and we have so much of your support. I would love it if you gave Kinder Beauty a try. We are an all-vegan, cruelty-free, clean beauty subscription box. We have this awesome marketplace in addition to our subscription where you can literally go on and find the craziest deals on some of the most luxe products and they're always available. There's new ones that drop, but we always have a marketplace full of really great products that I love, that Evie loves, that our subscribers love. So just go to kinderbeauty.com, check us out. And Best bang for the buck. Ooh, thank you for joining this ad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kinderbeauty.com. And now back to adulting like a mother father. Hi guys, um, my name is Emily and I'm currently listening to your two-year-old podcast and I'm loving every minute of it. Um, I'm driving around with my six-month-old and my three-year-old both napping in the car, so that is a win for the whole month, not just for this week. Um, but I just wanted to say um, I understand how Daniela sometimes feels like she's like over-present and maybe it's causing you know, um, more dependency, but as someone who also does that, um, it's hard when they don't ever want to leave you, especially I have a three-year-old girl and she never wants to leave me. Um, but just knowing that, you know, we're their safe harbor from anything and that, you know, our bond is so strong that they don't want to leave is like super, um, reassuring. So I just wanted to say, don't change. Maybe, you know, change little things here and there, but if that's how you parent, then you should never change how you parent just because it might be a little bit tricky or people might think that you need to change. So I just want to say you're doing a great job, and I love the podcast. It's just so relatable, and it's so awesome to, like, have a laugh with you all virtually. <laughs> And to know that I'm not alone in this crazy shitstorm of children. Okay, have a great day. Bye. Emily, thank you for this. Um, I know we're definitely not alone. And so much of these dependencies come out of a place of just trying to do what we think is best for our little ones. But I want to share something that I just learned recently. Um, and I can't pull off uh, pull up the handle because you guys were recording, and I'm sure you already know this, but Instagram and Facebook and several other platforms are completely down. And, and honestly, maybe that's why we feel like a weight's lifted off of us. But anyways, I wanted to pull up this handle of this account that um, I started following. That's really helpful. But I was learning a little bit about how to um, basically stop any sort of codependency in its tracks with kids. And um, there are a lot of really helpful tips. I don't think it's necessarily bad for kids to look at you as being, you know, like the safe place, like you said. Um, I think where it gets tricky is when a kid feels like they have a responsibility um, in how you feel. I'll give you an example. I've made the mistake of telling Gio, when you say no to mama, it makes mama feel sad. And when you say yes to mama, it makes mama feel happy. 
And I learned quickly that even though in the moment I can see that that works for him and he realizes that, oh, wow, if I want to make mama happy, I say yes. The problem with that is, and I won't be doing this anymore, is that he feels responsible for my feelings and therefore he doesn't feel like I am as safe as a, I'm like not safe as a parent in that position. Like I'm not strong enough to feel anything else outside of how he's making me feel. Um, and he's too young and too vulnerable to feel like he needs to be in control of how I feel. Is that making sense? Yeah, but I think it's all, um, it's all upside down for me now because, uh, based on my conversations with Michelle paradise, uh, our relationship healer, (laughs) she would say that nobody can make you feel anything. Right. So what I'm saying, so that totally makes sense to me because what I need to make sure that is clear to you, he doesn't, that I don't tell him he's responsible for how I feel. You know, I just give him the reassurance that he's allowed to feel how he, he feels and that's totally fine. And that I have to be basically like a tree that doesn't waver. Like there's a lot to learn when it comes to parenting, but I'm trying to soak it all up. No, I'm just thinking like, does that always hold true? Like what if he smacked your face so hard and your face stung? Like, it- Right. So let me explain that. So there was an example of that because she got so much feedback on this one post saying, um, and people were saying, well, what if they do something really bad? How do you show them that that does make someone feel something like hurt or pain or whatever? Oh man. And now I'm going to butcher it. Um, but she, it, basically what it comes down to is explaining things rather than having your emotions get involved. And that's oh. the hardest thing to do in the moment, especially when it's like a heightened experience and you feel like you just want to react. It really just comes down to like taking a step back and just trying to explain exactly what's going on so that they have a better understanding of what they did and how they can do it differently. Yeah, no doubt. I think that's why it's so important to be level-headed. I think it's important to be that just in general for anybody, but especially when you're the model for children, you know, it's like never too high, never too low. Yeah. It's, it's creating a stable environment. You want to make sure that you come off as a stable parent and that they don't have a huge effect on how you react and how you feel that you're just there and you won't waver. Rock solid. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, and maybe just these little blips of like content that I've seen has had an effect on like why it's been a little bit more, chill the last yep. couple of days. Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, that's why it's important to be open and, and vulnerable is the wrong word, but just receptive. Yeah. Receptive to, to just new ideas or different ideas because you only know what you know, you know, Oh, there it is again. You only know what you know and you what don't do you know again? what you don't know. What's that from? I don't know. We've said that before. I feel like when I met with Michelle, which by the way, I am, I am now also a client of Andrew's Michelle paradise therapist. Yes. Um, relationship healer, relationship healer. She said, Oh, you only know what you know and you don't know what you don't know. And I was like, aha, Mm -hmm. that's where Andrew's been Mm -hmm. getting it. All right. Next voicemail. Hi guys. My name's Sasha. I'm 23 years old. I live in Toronto, Canada. I'm a really huge fan of both of you. And I truly just love everything about your podcast. It's just so real and just like a depiction of actual life. And it's just so refreshing and loving the positive vibes. Um, I actually have two questions. They're kind of unrelated, maybe a little bit related. Um, I just finished listening to your most recent podcast and 
you guys obviously talk a lot about parenting. Obviously, that is what you're doing right now. Um, my number one question as, like, a 23-year-old who, I guess, has thought about having children and has gone back and forth from being either totally against it or completely down for it um, based on the global situation. Um, so as of now, my question is, what do you do to deal with the idea of, like, becoming parents in a world that is, like, literally seemingly going to hell some days? Like, the ocean is on fire. There are extreme weather conditions, climate change, like, all this crazy stuff. I realize that's really heavy and really deep, but um, I'm sure that both of you as, like, vegans that care about animals and care what's going on, like, I'm sure you're concerned about the wildfires and whatnot. And I guess I'm just wondering... Like, as parents that are living your own individual lives, like, how do you deal with those um, outward stressors that definitely are currently or will affect you and your family and your children in the future? Um, because I guess deep down I truly do want to have children one day, but I'm terrified to based on the given uh, issues with the climate. Um, anyway, on a lighter note, my next question, uh, Andrew, you talked about um, getting out of the nine-to-five life during this week's episode, and I guess I was wondering if you guys could maybe do an episode on your journey with adulting in terms of finances. Um, I'm not sure how much either of your parents help out with you guys financially or have held out in the past, but for someone like me, like I'm a 23-year-old, I'm in a serious relationship, I have a dog, um, I'm completely on my own, and I'm super happy about it. I love being financially um, independent. And I guess I'm just wondering what you guys would recommend as, like, your what you would peg as your number one financial tips in becoming an adult. Like, you know, investing, whatever, like, for getting out of that basic nine-to-five life. Um, anyway... I hope you guys can answer my confusing questions, and um, I really love you guys. Cheers. What's up, Sasha? Thank you for your questions. Um, happy to jump into the the journey away from the nine to five, um, but I want to address your other question first, which is just how uh, how you parent in the world that we're living in with so many unknowns and and so much negativity. It feels like from day to day. And whether or not we worry about it. And the uh, answer is absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you just turn the news on for one day, you, you'd think the world was ending tomorrow, possibly, yeah. you know. Um, so I know one of the things that I do is try to stay away from that sort of stuff. I try to f- fill my brain and fill my cup with with more positive news. Like I, I keep my my uh, finger on the pulse a bit. Like I want to know what's going on, but I don't need it like hammered into my brain all day, every day. So I try to consume what's most healthy. Number one, number two, I mean, even with taking that step, like you, you can't miss the information. You can't miss it in conversations with family and friends. Like you just can't miss it. So yeah, I'm concerned. I know Danielle is concerned too. Uh, we have no idea what to expect. This is not the same sort of environment that even we grew up in as kids, which is scary. But also I know that history repeats itself. And so I I would imagine every generation before us has said the same thing. For sure. That's the one thing that maybe brings me a little bit of comfort. Sure. Yeah. 
I mean, there are some things like detrimental things that are being thrown around, like us destroying the planet. You know, that probably wasn't the case even for our parents' generation. The only thing that, that I can do is um, I try to control what I can control and help in ways that, that I can help and then spread that positivity to other people as well and help make people aware. But ultimately, like, I'm just taking it one day at a time. Yeah. I think that that was going to be part of my answer. I've realized that I feel most anxious when I feel out of control and when there are things that I'm dealing with that I don't have a good grip on. So when I start to feel that way, what helps me um, is to realize like what's going on in our own four walls, what I can do to make myself feel just that much better, whether that's like spending more quality time together, realizing like, this is going to sound so random, but there are techniques out there to help you feel very present. And one of them that comes to mind is tapping. And once in a while, when I feel like there are so many things that are so outside of my control, big things that involve the, the world and the health of the world and people in our world, I just like will literally like look around my space and like do this weird tapping thing just to go, okay, I'm here right now. Little tap, 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 a <laughs> little tap, 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 a I'm here right now. What can I do to make life good for us? What can I control? You know, take our vitamins, eat healthy, beautiful food, you know, try to make a little money so we could survive. Like that's what we can do. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, you know it's tough. I mean, we're all human. We we worry. Everybody worries. But when you when you really think about it, when you're in a good state of mind, like worrying is just the biggest waste of energy. And there's there's no amount of worrying that's going to change any outcome into the future. Ooh. You know. And so that's. I mean, in my my opinion, like just speaking from experience, like if you can just take it one step at a time or one day at a time, um, and do your part, then hopefully everything should work out just okay. Yeah. And also like, sorry, and then we can wrap this up. I know there's a part two of this, but you know, I have faith in the generation to come and I have faith that we are conscious enough to hopefully help parent kids to be aware of, you know, the world that we're living in. And these are going to be, I would hope a bunch of game changers, you know? Yeah. And so that's the I second that. I don't know. I've told you before, but you know, there, there, obviously there's some bad apples out there when it comes to people, but I think ultimately the majority are good people that will do the right thing. So I, I try to lean on that theory. Mm-hmm. Um, I, everybody makes mistakes sometimes as, as a whole or majorities, like we make big mistakes, but ultimately like you, you hope that people are intelligent enough and compassionate enough and loving enough to, to turn things around when they need to be turned around. So yeah, I lean on that. Yeah. Um, anyways. Okay. Switching gears. Getting away from the nine to five, I'll try to keep it brief for you. If you have any questions, you can reach out to me directly. Um, from my own experience, I worked for like eight years, some, somewhere between eight and 10 years. Um, just, just grinding away once I moved to LA, really in jobs that like were never my dream jobs, but I felt like could help get me ahead. Um, and I lived below my means the entire time, except for when I was stretching to like kind of keep up with Daniela's life which was, which was hard. And not that she's like, has this crazy lifestyle or anything like that, but you gotta, you gotta understand that I moved to LA really with no job. Like I knew where I was going, but I didn't have a job yet. 
and she had already been acting and she was on Victorious at the time. So she was a working actress on a popular show and I'm this Joe Schmo, no job, like took us out to dinner for the first time <laughs> using a credit card because I didn't have any actual money. <laughs> actual money. Um, <laughs> That's, I'm not laughing at you. I just remember not knowing a thing about mm-hmm. you or your finances mm-hmm. and just being like, oh my gosh, like, yeah. you know. Yeah. And it was my fault. I mean, I had worked all through college and in college, I think I'd saved like three to five thousand bucks. I was working like five days a week, six days a week at a restaurant, just grinding with class and working out and all that stuff. And then, uh, I went to Australia to finish like my last class. It was a program where I did half of it there and then half of it there. And, um, I did that. That cost money obviously. And then a couple other people from the class stayed and, and traveled. So I was like, well, fuck it. Like I'm done with school. Let me go for this adventure. And so I did that too. And I blew through the savings that I had had. And so when I came back, when I flew back into LA, like that was me living in LA for the first day broke (laughs) sleeping on a buddy's couch. Was it worth it? Yeah, it was worth it. 100%. It's a good story. And you know what? You're young. You can rebuttal and you did Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you have. So the actual question was like experience or words of advice for planning to break away. I would say number one, like have clarity on what you want to do. If you want to break away at some point, use whatever you're doing right now as a vehicle of income to allow you that separation at some point. Right. Like, and, and focus on increasing income. Like you can, you can save, you can budget and all that. And all that stuff is important, but ultimately like right now push for more income, more income, more income. Um, and then save and invest and, you know, not a financial advisor, so you can't hold me to this, but an easy one is just putting it like into an index fund, um, which typically earns like about 8% a year. And so that, that'll compound and compound and compound and eventually you'll have a nice pile, but yeah, definitely have clarity, maximize your income, live below your means. Um, and then at some point, you know, hopefully you're in a position to, to take a leap of faith. <laughs> I love watching you talk. It makes me so happy. Why? I, I don't. Why are know. you tearing up? I'm not. I'm not. No, your eyes are definitely. No, no, I'm they're not. definitely watery. Not at all. No, I was just looking you at you. Allergies too. Ah, no. Oh. I just. Andrew sometimes contemplates not doing this podcast, and I just think that, in a weird way, it's kind of a calling for you. I think that you're so good at just giving real raw advice and and. You always preface it with, like you said, you know, I'm not a financial advisor, but it's nice to hear from a real person who may have had a good experience in something who's sharing some insight. And I think that you're really good at doing that on a very human level. Yeah. Thanks. I appreciate so, that. I'm just. Okay. Well, I'll add to that. So one very specific, specific thing that I did, um, which is a little different than the norm. It's like a little more aggressive on, on savings front is like the golden rule is to save between five and 10% of your, your income. Right. And that's after tax income. Um, I was saving 20, like when I, so I moved here, worked for my buddy's parents for a few weeks, got a temp job that lasted like 10 months or something like that. I had like, during that time I had gotten the job that I actually wanted at an accounting firm. Um, and so I kept that temp job until the other one started. And so up until the point where I left the temp job, like the temp job, I was literally making, I started there at 12, 15 yeah, an hour, insane, like yeah. insane. Right. I just was so broke. I didn't have enough clarity at the time. Yada, yada. 
Couldn't save. Everything I made went to rent, food, whatever. But when I got the accounting job, my income went up. Um, and then I was saving 20% of after, after tax income. And it was st- great. still hard. Like, it's not cheap to live here. No, that's you know? super hard, yeah. So it would put myself in kind of a tight position every month, but it was worth it for me to see that, like, I had some money to my name at some point, you know, and it, it, it takes a little while. It's not like you save for one month or two months and now you feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. It took years. And then, you know, you're also putting money like out of 401k I'm putting money in the 401k, the employer's matching, yada, yada. And like, you just start to slowly see things creep up and it gives you more comfort and more comfort and more comfort. And then I left, uh, after about four years of that for a sales job with a startup company and, Honestly, I wasn't that good when I started, but I knew I, I could pick it up and I knew based on my friends around me that were the ones like making real money, they were all doing sales. And I was like, if they can do it, I can do it. And so that's what I set out to do. And, and it's true. Like I, for anybody that's looking to make money quickly, I would say sales, figure out what you can sell and, uh, what's actually going to make you money and, and then go do that. So anyways, long story short, I got into sales, started making more money, and then I was able to put more money away. And by the time Gio was born, like I had a nice cash egg that I could sit on. And I also had like my 401k and then a separate brokerage account, which is like a retirement account. But just that's just money that I play with. So I, I've had the comfort to break away. Yeah. That was a very long answer. No, I think it's helpful. I think it, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I like to see your mouth move. Good. <laughs> Even with this bottom fish hook lip. Yeah. Even with the fish hook lip. <laughs> Next question. Hi, Danielle and Andrew. My name is Sarah from Pittsburgh, PA. I have actually messaged you guys and emailed a couple times, but today's episode got me thinking. Um, I am a reading specialist, and I'm getting certified to be a dyslexia trainer as well. So the ADHD conversation really got me thinking about things and how we don't have a ton of time that isn't stressful with kids as educators especially. And tonight I had a game night with the kids at the Dyslexia Center and it was so much fun. And I was just thinking how when you let kids be kids and enjoy them for who they are and let them have fun and be goofy and silly, it builds their self-esteem and it's so much more enjoyable and you know as a teacher I worked in preschools and I worked with really little kids and I was a stepmom for a year as well and everything just has so much pressure around it all the time so I'm kind of turning that into a win and fail that it's my fail that I haven't realized that sooner because this is my sixth year in education but um, a win that hopefully now I can move forward and kind of let the pressure off a little bit when I'm teaching And that led me to thinking about the question you answered about staying close with Gio and Ivory and how I think I'm not a parent yet, but like I said, I was for a little bit, and I plan to have my own kids hopefully soon. Um, If you just remember the love you have for your child when they're born, that comes with no strings attached. Literally, they're born and you love them. If you just love them for being themselves and respect them and honor their wants and needs and what they want to do, whether it makes sense to you or not, as long as it's not dangerous. I think that lets them trust you and feel comfortable with you, and hopefully that never fades away. I mean, I'm sure it ups and flows, but that's kind of 
my hope and plan. And last thing, sorry I'm rambling, I messaged and Kelly did say she would pass it along to you, but um, the Big Little Feelings account on Instagram is a wealth of information about handling toddlers and their big little feelings, um, and especially the 10-minute miracle I mentioned specifically in that message. So that's it. I love you guys. You're my favorite part of Tuesdays, and I hope you have a great night. Thanks. Hi, Sarah. Um, I'm so glad that you said this because this is like exactly what I was trying to relay when I spoke about my brother having ADHD. Um, and again, I'm not a doctor and I, I don't mean to speak out of line, but I think that a lot of joy and understanding comes out of just accepting a child for who they are. And of course, like, you know, we're in a, a phase of life where we have a lot of impression on geo. And so I accept and I embrace who he is and I love that he's determined and I love that he's got a lot of energy and he's really smart. But with that, you also want to help them, you know, along the way to just find a rhythm in life and guide them in the ways that you know best. All right, everyone, sit tight and we'll be right back for some more adulting like a mother father. To all my fellow coffee lovers, I hope you guys celebrated National Coffee Day and International Coffee Day. Um, I know that we did over here. We also celebrated with Drink Renewed, who does the Chocachino and Almond Cow, and did a big fat giveaway between them two and Drew Coffee. Um, so I believe the winner has been chosen on that. Drink Renewed's handling. So if not, keep a lookout. I know Instagram is down right now, or at least was down as of this recording. Um, this is just a reminder for you guys. For all of you that drink your coffee at home, um, you can get whole bean or ground from us. We have an espresso and a, a blend that we call filter number one. It's basically our everything blend. So whether you drip or pour over a French press or cold brew, whatever, that's going to be your best bet. Um, but as always, you can get 30% off Drew Coffee using code ADULTING. If uh, you haven't given us a try yet, please go and support. Uh, I encourage your feedback and uh, happy coffee. All right, guys, we're back. Here's adulting like a mother father. All right, next voicemail. Hey, guys, my name's Amanda. I'm from California. I'm a behavior technician. I work with kids who have learning disabilities. Um, I was listening to your guys' latest show and how Gio is in his terrible tooth. First of all, I'm so sorry about that because I know the terrible tooth could be rough and it, it definitely tests your patience. Um, I wanted to share with you a little tip that we use in my um, my job. So if the kiddo is not listening to what you're saying, you're going to use the tell, show, do method. So you tell them, clean up. He does not clean up. What do you do? You show him what it is that you out of them. You pick up the item that he threw and you place it where you want it to go or you clean up the item that you were wanting your kiddo to clean up. And then if they are still not listening, you are going to do hand over hand. So um, say you tell him clean up. He says no, he's not listening. You show him what it is that you want him to do and what you expect out of him. He still doesn't listen. And then you're going to do the hand over hand clean up. Have him um, pick up the item and then put it where you guys want it. Hopefully this guy uh, will help you. I know it's helped me a lot in my career. Um, 
and I just wish you guys the best of luck. I love you guys so much. I love your podcast. You guys are the best. Thank you for all that you do. Hi, Amanda. Um, thank you for this tip. I'm just going to reiterate. It's the tell, show, do method for any of you parents listening who want to start implementing that. And it's funny because so many of these methods that exist are things that we sort of innately do, but maybe don't do it consistently consistently enough. Like for me, I, I remember I literally just did this with Gio because he pulled the cleaning supplies out from underneath the sink and I told him to put them back and then I showed him how I did it and then I made him do it with me. And when you were explaining the tell, show, do method, I was like, oh, how interesting because that was the first time I had used that technique and it did actually work. And sometimes if you don't, I don't know if no one tells you exactly what these methods are, you end up figuring them out just from trial and error. So it is helpful to have someone like you, Amanda, call in and give us these like tips. But it's also like a really refreshing idea that we can also figure out what works outside of all these, you know, tips and tricks. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. I think um, I was just thinking how. This is kind of unrelated, but like even in jobs, like, right, like certain businesses or, act, or, or industries would have acronyms mm. and you're like, okay, well, like, I know this is what I'm supposed to be doing or I know this is like what that is, but I didn't know that like that was the acronym for it. Wait, give me an example. Cause I, I'm, I didn't work in like the business world or, um, like nothing comes to mind, but I just felt like I was thinking that cause I was never good at like really honing in on the the industry or business language. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like sure. I didn't really care that much in things that I've done in the past. And it makes me think of this. I know this is so random, but it's like, you're kind of already doing something naturally. You just didn't know that was the label sure. for it or that was the name for it. Sure. But it's funny how, when you do have a label or a name for something, you you lean on it a little bit more. No, you're yeah, like, that's oh, what I okay, cool. To... That's a method, you know, yeah. that I can like, use I think it as adds a... structure that people, people like find value in. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. you can say like, well, I, Oh, you know, that's nice. I've kind of been doing that already, but mm -hmm. when you know, it's the show tell do method, then it's like, that gets like Drilled cemented into your, into your head and now totally. you have structure to go into it the next time and from here on out totally you know? totally it's like when i i saw that that instagram video about how you know you don't want to create these dependencies and how you shouldn't say oh you make me feel and i was like oh i won't be saying you make me feel anymore and you know what listen these techniques obviously work for some and don't for others but it, when you're a parent and you're trying to figure it out, especially in those like early days and now that Gio's just coming into two and really feeling like he's... It, Andrew and I were saying the other day, it almost feels like we forget he's two because he holds himself so much like older until he has some sort of tantrum and we're like, oh, that's right, you're two. But navigating these days, every day it's like an experiment. So I appreciate all the insight. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, well, do you, how do you feel? I feel great. <laughs> how do you feel? Andrew has a call with our, our contractor in a few minutes because we have not started construction over at the new house and we are itching mm -hmm. to get over there. And by itching, I mean, if they could tell us we could move in right now and there was somehow a miraculously like done up kitchen i would have been there yesterday 
Okay. It's hilarious. <laughs> Andrew doesn't get to see me like turn it on very no, often anymore. You, you wanted a reaction so bad. I respect it. You were given it. Thank you. Like, they only hear it, but I also saw it. You Listen, know what I mean? I got to give it because guess what? Mama's going to give it at huh? some point in the near future. Mm-hmm. After that pitch meeting. Hopefully I'm receiving it. <laughs> Whoa. Hey now. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Are, are we wrapping it up? Is this it? I guess we're I feel like we it. just started to open up a little bit, loosen up. And no, really I'm loose, get I'm into loose it. for next week now. Ooh, okay. You're going to wait a whole week? <laughs> okay. Are you done? I'm done. All right, you guys. We love you. Thanks for listening. Just kidding, guys. Um, I hope you have a week full of more wins than fails. And if you have some fails, you know, look at us. We're learning from ours. Um, God, I'm so cheesy. <sighs> Thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks for listening to Adulting Like a Mother Father. New episodes drop every Tuesday right here, so make sure you tune in for all the goods.